From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Squire Brothers here, view from the cheap seats. Uh, this is a very exciting and interesting time for the world of sports. Uh, Randy and I just guest hosted Jim Rome's radio show two times over the past week, so we have been immersed in the sports world. We have a tremendous guest as we sit on the precipice or as it's already started, the NHL playoffs. We got Tony Luffman. He is the point guard on NHL Tonight the show that comes on before and after the playoff games every night on the NHL Network. He is an amazing, amazing announcer, a funny dude. He has incredible stories. Great interview with this man. And he did this podcast as his wife is about to go in labor with their second child. So dude's a Hall of Famer in my book. Uh, but let's start with college football because we got some interesting and yet disappointing and yet complicated news this week from the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, two very important Power Five conferences have announced this week that they are going to postpone or possibly cancel, definitely canceling the fall football season, possibly postponing it to the spring, but with a wait-and-see attitude. Of course, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 yeah. uh, so leagues are what, still going what, forward as planned. What can we is, say geographically about that? All of those conferences basically have teams in cities in red states. So you see, and, and we'll say this right here, you see the power and the propaganda power of Donald Trump in this area. He, you see his fingerprints all over this. Number one, he has assaulted facts his entire entire career, an entire presidency. Like there has been an assault on truth like we've never seen before. So that gets carried through in, in that the science is wrong. Like we shouldn't believe in the science and we should look to other things that have nothing to do with science. Mask wearing is something that you don't really need to do. Kids are not immune. These are things that are immune and, and won't catch the virus and won't spread it. And so you have to play football this year as things that are things that Donald Trump says because he want, he does not want this fall to reflect what is going on in this country, which is a total disaster. And so he has to have football playing. And so, of course, you've got conferences like the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 lining up to support this guy, whereas it feels like they're not taking the kids – and what the kids, their health into consideration. Because nobody doesn't want to play. And we are the biggest college football fans on this planet. My week in the fall revolves around Michigan's football game. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm listening to podcasts. Maybe on Thursday night, I'm watching an old game from years past uh, between the team that we're going to play and us on Saturday morning, I get together with Randy and his family and our families. We get together and we watch the game. And if it's a good game, I'll watch another college football game that day. Then that night, I'll watch the 20-minute cut down on YouTube of the game I just watched. And then Sunday, we dial it all up and get and listen to the podcast and get started for the next opponent. Our whole weeks revolve around it. It is the grand distraction. We look forward to it for six or seven months out of the year after the last game is played. We are dying for it right now, especially because of how cooped up and how, but we understand that if there is a doubt in our minds that, that these kids will be protected, if there's a doubt in our minds that all the programs are going to live up to the high standards of what the University of Michigan has been able to do, having zero positive tests, continually having zero positive tests, if everyone was working hard, as hard as they were, then perhaps it'd be an easier decision to yeah, say, I would say to people who are mad, don't get mad at happens. the Big Ten, don't get mad at the Pac-12, what you need to do is get mad at the NCAA. When they canceled the NCAA basketball tournament last March, when they canceled those games, we were in the middle of the pandemic that we still are in because our government has not done anything uniformly to lower the cases and to stop the spread and to flatten the curve. They've done nothing. So in fact, now we're in a worse position than, than we were back in March. But back in March, 
you said, okay, we just canceled one of the biggest sporting events of all time, and certainly in college sports, the NCAA basketball tournament. So now, starting today, we need to figure out how are we going to save college football? And here's what we would have done to save it. Number one, you test and test and test all the players. The NBA has spent $75 million on testing for the bubble. You can't put these players in a bubble. So what you have to do is effectively create your own bubble for your team. You test and test and test. Your team has to have three weeks of no positives, and then you may play. Okay? If you have three weeks of no positives, testing, they're all negative, then you may play your game. So that means that everybody, everybody is their responsibility to live a clean life and to stay connected to only the people in their quote-unquote bubble, and you get tested by the NCAA, an outside organization that isn't your team, so people aren't lying and keeping results quiet like they were trying to do at Colorado State. Why that wasn't put in place starting in April versus now, I have no idea, Jay. Yeah, and it's and as a result, here we are. We've got the biggest quagmire and mess ever because you've got three Power Five conferences that are moving forward with the season, two Power Five conferences that aren't playing this season. You got kids that came back to college to play their senior years and now are not able to play their senior year of football. You got, you know, possibly players from schools that aren't going to play in the fall transferring to schools that are going to play in the fall. It's going to be the biggest mess ever. And it's a mess that could have been avoided. And I hate to say it, but it echoes the mess that is sitting, you know, in the in the yeah, rest of the there country. Are, there in are everyday states life. like New York that are taking this thing seriously and they flatten the curve. And then you got states like Florida down in the south that are not. And they are the reason. And you've got things like Sturgis happening where no one is taking care of themselves and they're just driving back down to their other states and bringing whatever they pass around with each other everywhere because they don't believe. They think this thing is a hoax. It's not a hoax. It is not, and you have to take it seriously and you have to respect it. And I can understand why teams like Michigan, and I'll say Ohio State too, and Penn State too, teams that really took this thing seriously, they should be mad at the Nebraskas of this world who had an athletic director who said, I think we should have a full stadium. That shows you how he wasn't taking it seriously. So we are mad. And by the way, it's okay to have complicated feelings. It's okay to be mad that you don't have football, but also not blame these universities for wanting to take care of kids. The last thing I'll say is that Lou Holtz, who's I met, I met him at the University of Michigan. He is a great guy, an unbelievable analyst, and one of the best coaches ever. He made the dumbest comment ever this week by saying, hey, it's like storming the beaches of Normandy. Let's go on and play football. There are going to be some casualties. There's going to be some casualties. When people go off to war, they know that they're going to die. When you're going to play college football, you don't think that you're going to die. And that's the most important job of any coach. When you sit down in the living room of parents and you say, I want your son to come play for me, the parents say, will you take care of my son? And you say, yes. You made that commitment commitment there shouldn't be any casualties in college football and with that let's take a break when we come back after the break fantastic interview with tony luffman of the nhl network and nhl tonight we talk all about the hockey playoffs he he used to be the manager of the ucla basketball team when they won the national championship in 1995 he was a freshman and he worked and spent time with john wooden he's got great stories and then later on in the show javier bardem has an unbelievable idea that he wants to pass off to us problem is it's already been invented this is view from the cheap seats and we'll be right back hey everybody it's elaine welteroth and i'm hosting a new podcast called built to last by american express where we will dive deep into the stories history and continued legacy of small businesses that shape american culture Our debut season will focus on Black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a Black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Saleti Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Muemba, the cutting edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D digital fashion show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern day Renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the Black-owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. 
At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash Dell EMC. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're so excited to have this gentleman on. We had him on when we guest hosted Jim Rome's radio show. The man knows his hockey and never is there a better time to talk hockey than right now. It's one of the two sports that is succeeding uh, and thriving in the bubble. It is exciting as all get out. They're, they, they, the reason why I love it, and we'll get into it with them, Tony Luffman, thank you for being here first. Let me My start. pleasure. Great to be with you guys. Uh, we love talking to you, chatting with you. We love watching you. Uh, we also love you all the more because you love one of the most obscure jokes ever uttered <laughs> on cheap seats. It shows you're a true fan. Yeah, uh, totally. I, Randy and I were on Rome today. Uh, we talked to you last week when we guessed the room. Part of what we said was part of the reason why the NHL and the NBA, uh, we think are succeeding in the bubble is that they are embracing the otherness of this season and creating new wrinkles to what they do just to what I think is take it to a new level. Do you yes. agree? Totally. And I applaud the return to play committee and all the people that work behind the scenes, obviously commissioner Bettman and bill Daly, they're out front. And every time I see them, I thank them. We need hockey we need sports we need stuff to focus on i remember the movie cinderella man where yeah. it talked about the great depression and how the country was on its knees and here's james j braddock and he brought them to their feet we're really struggling right the pandemic there's all this stuff the civil rights human rights inequality there's so much that we have to face that it's good to have the toy department back when it comes to the nba and it comes to the nhl and i agree with you 100 percent it isn't just back. They had to be really creative with yep. how to counter the pandemic and make these guys feel comfortable. Player safety was number one. But number two, they did something that I think is amazing in terms of the medical part of it, other than watching medical shows. And by the way, Sklar fans know this. It's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. I was an extra on Children's Hospital 10 years yes! ago. Yes! You guys were on. One of you got sick. Dang. And I was so impressed. You were apologetic. Was it Randy or Jason that got sick? Jay it got was sick. me. I got sick. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so and you were crazy. so apologetic. It was, like, incredible. Like, listen, nobody gets sick on purpose, but you're, like, totally apologetic. Quick offshoot just yeah. to say. Thank you. When you're given the privilege of being around some of the people you've admired, Sometimes it doesn't come out as well. <laughs> I'll say that. But yeah, with you man. guys, it's Thank been you. an absolute joy. The thing I was going to say, just to wrap it up quickly, is that I read through like a 40-page handbook. The league and the medical people went through every single detail, and I applaud them because yeah. it, it truly was a collective effort. Like things you don't even think about. In the penalty box, they used to have Gatorade bottles, and people would squirt them. Everybody now has their own bottle. That's so right. from that little detail on down the line, every single thing was carefully thought of so that our players and our coaches could think about hockey. And that's just awesome. And, and it's not five. just that. It's, it's the, not just that. Let me, Jay, that, that I was watching a game and they came back from commercial and there were like seven box fans sitting in the seats, like right. fans. And it just was a hilarious joke i was like they get it they're 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 put the fans in the stands and they just were being tongue-in-cheek about the fact that they got to play in front of an empty arena please yep. get home safely they showed a couch and they said please yes. get home safely like right. extraordinary times like this one we need to laugh and if two comedians like you think it's funny then hats it off is. steve Mayer and the entertainment people at the nhl they know how to do this stuff they do the awards every year they right I should say he does. The guy is like amazing. I worked with him years ago on Slam Ball, and I was like, this guy is really, really creative. Yeah. And that's what it's taken is creativity because, frankly, you couldn't do it the way it was before. We live in a different world because of the pandemic. 
and hats off to everybody that's made it work. Yeah. I was also saying, sorry, man. I was also saying part of, you know, hockey is kind of lucky in that because of the boards and because of the plexiglass and because the focus and the angle of the shots and the best way to, to, to shoot hockey, you're not often shooting off the ice. You are to get reactions to plays, but in general, it's kind of a down angle shot onto the ice. So when you're watching the meat of the action, it feels like the NHL that I watched last year and for my entire life. And so they benefit from that. And when the action is going, if you know they're in the bubble and they can have full contact and there's not a problem, it feels like the NHL that we know and love. And that's why it's so exciting to be back. It's a good point, Jason. And one thing, necessity being the mother of invention, one thing that I hope happens as a result of this is that spider cam view that we've gotten, Love that it. there's yep. more of that. Because the hardest yep. thing as a hockey fan is the near boards. That thing lets us see everything, everything. just like it does when you're watching football and they have that thing where you get to see down into the huddle. Right. It feels like hockey. And yet with the little flourishes where they acknowledge – Here's something that blew me away. The guy that sings the anthem for Boston Bruins games is named Todd Angeli. Yeah. They had him sing the anthem from in front of his bedroom door. It's those little touches as hockey fans that we love. Right. And and it's it's amazing. And even just the, hey, we're coming back and we're going to play these games to figure out the seeds was amazing. You look at it initially, and if you don't know and you don't follow hockey, you're like, this is a magic eye drawing. I don't know what I'm seeing right now. There's a round robin tournament. There's a swimsuit competition. People are answering questions. Like, what? Then, then five seeds are playing. Twelve seeds. It's like the NCAA tournament, and the twelve and the twelve seeds are beating the five seeds. Oh yes, it was. It was, it was fascinating. Once you figured it out that just the round robinness tells the top four where they're going to fit. You know, and on some level, hockey is the best sport in that an eighth seed, and we talked about this on the show, like the Mike Quick uh, Los Angeles Kings, can actually win if he has like a great run. That's that's something you don't see in the NBA. One of the biggest mistakes we make in sports is we just keep doing things the way we've always done them. And I applaud the NHL for reevaluating it and say, now, wait a second. There were like 10 to 12 games left, and some of these teams could have made a furious rally coming down the stretch. That's right. It was fair what they did, and the teams appreciated that. And, oh, by the way, the teams that lost in that play-in round had a one-in-eight shot at landing the number one overall pick. And when you guys see Alexi Lafreniere play for the Rangers, this kid is so special. I love it. We've been spoiled in recent years. We've seen Austin Matthews as a rookie have four goals in his debut, and – Connor McDavid, they hyped him since he was nine, and the hype wasn't enough. (laughs) It's incredible. He's legit. Yeah. Lafreniere is not at their level, according to the experts that I sit near, but he's a franchise changer. And we all know that in sports, if you can have a guy on an entry level deal who's a franchise changer, I think of Russell Wilson, a third round pick for the Seahawks, then you get to spend millions surrounding him with that legion of boom and everything else. The Rangers got way better on Monday night, way better. And that's, they lost in that playing round. There's a lot to feel good about. Yeah, that's amazing. It's and it is amazing how that can how a championship team can be built. We watched it last year with the St. Louis Blues. You know, that team was built for the postseason, as far as I'm concerned. They totally. just needed to get there. So January 6th last year, they're sitting there in one of the worst records in the league. Dead last. Dead last. And you're saying to yourself, how is this team going to do it? Then they start winning and they started to get on a streak and they start putting it together. And then you watch them in the playoffs and you say to yourself, okay, this team just lost a game at home, but I'm not worried because they keep coming at you. They come in waves. They keep the, the fourth line is, is it digs harder than the first line and you don't want to face the fourth line that they were built for success. And of course they had a goalie that just stood on his head the entire playoffs. So it just is amazing that you can build your team for the playoffs. Just get there. Barbashev is built like us three, to be yeah. totally honest. He is yeah. such a normal-sized dude. In one of those cup final games, he had eight hits. What mm-hmm. I love about the playoffs is exactly what you're saying. It doesn't matter what line you play on. If you're hungry and you want to get after it, and my goodness, if you're playing for Greg Berube, there's only yeah. one way to play. That's Full right. credit to that guy. Yeah. He takes over, and he says to him, listen, I love you guys. And he goes from being the assistant to the head coach. 
I love you guys, but you're selfish. Yeah. And think about how many times a coach has had the courage to stand in front of a room of multimillionaires who are all famous and are all amazing and say that. That was okay. rock bottom. And they go up from there. There is a candor and a honesty about hockey that I love. Rome, who we all love, when sure. I left CBS Sports Network to go work for NHL, he said the three easiest athletes to work with are hockey players, hockey players, hockey players. And hockey players. Yep. Bang on. Because these guys are so honest, so direct, so candid, so refreshing. It is. That's so true. And they, they're they very unassuming dudes. And totally. Yet, yet when you think about what they're doing, they say the hardest thing in the world is to hit a baseball because it's a round bat and a round ball coming at you. So the round on round is very difficult. I think it's equally as difficult to be trying to skate, trying to stick handle, trying to shoot while someone can hit you. Like Hard. imagine if you're swinging a baseball bat and you have to miss God, someone. Cool. Avoid yeah. someone trying to tackle you. Right. It's just a very difficult thing to do. And so I, you got to give a lot of credit. And now the game is moving so fast. On Cheap Seats, we watched the Gretzky's second game ever. And it looked like he was skating at like a kid's birthday party. He was skating <laughs> around everyone. Yeah, he was and so like, fast. How slow is it? But now the game is just so ridiculously fast. Every decision is a split second decision. You almost have to know what you're going to do before it happens. Yeah, there was a. There, there was a goal in the in the Stanley Cup Finals last year. I don't know if you remember this goal. I'm sure you do. Where Tarasenko went into the corner to dig it out, and they froze him going in the corner. And on his way in to dig out the puck from the corner, he looked back quickly and noticed. Don't I check. think it was yes. Shen. Yes. And so, so you saw the, the the thought process. So on his way to get it from the corner, he looked back. He saw Shen making the the run towards the net, right. and he just. Flicked it back towards the middle, and then Shen put it in the back of the net. And that really was what kind of sealed, I think, game seven, I think. And you just understand that, like, he had to make the choice. He had to check and make sure it was there. He had to then put a pinpoint pass in as he's going to the corner and getting hit. It was bang, bang, bang. It was incredible. And that's when you realize how amazing. And your point, Jason, and to your point, Randy, it's all happening so fast. The speed of it. And when we watch it on TV, sometimes, for better or for worse, you don't necessarily get to hear all the hits. The way they mic up baseball playoffs where you hear the the bases and the crunch of the dirt and all that, I wish they could do that for hockey because it is happening so fast. And they're doing it all on – the skate blades are like steak knives, okay? Yeah. And the big guys can skate. Wayne Gretzky, to your point, when he was at the end of his career, Zdeno Char was at the beginning of his career, and people asked him, why are you leaving? He said, I've lost the will to prepare, and look at the size of that guy. Six, six, nine off skates. I mean, these guys, and he can skate. Everybody can skate. Yeah, and and again, that the skill level is just so high. It's amazing. And I think hockey's done great. They've made great tweaks. They made great tweaks to the All-Star totally. game. They, you know, and I think sort of the NBA was looking over their shoulder saying, we need to start messing with what we do to make it more fun. And they did, but they maybe stole a page out of hockey's innovation as far as that goes to to do that. All right, well, let's talk about the playoffs as we're all set. We're basically let's do on the it. What what are you thinking? Who do you think is poised to make the deepest run obviously we don't know what's going to happen but who's looking the best right now coming off the break you know it's interesting it unfolds and i am shocked that the boston bruins came through the that seeding right round where they played round robin they never led in any of the games they won the president's trophy for the regular season they right. never led in any of the games and here they are today playing at 11 in the morning because of the Jackets game last night against the Bolts going five overtimes. And they not only led, but they looked like the Boston Bruins. So their veteran experience, I am high on them because being around that team last year during the cup final, there's such a cool maturity and a collective spirit. Back to Zidane Chara. You know how we've heard about hazing and rookie treatment? It's one of the reasons why I crack up when I watch Hard Knocks the rookies kind of get a little bit of a rough ride sure. in that sport, not on the Boston Bruins and not on Sedano Chara's watch. And I thought, my gosh, what a cool concept. I yeah. was in a fraternity when I was in college. It was rough, that yeah. pledge quarter. But what if 
you bypass all that and you recognize, hey, we're going to need everybody here. Mm-hmm. And Zdeno is like a total gentleman and he's one of the brightest guys I've ever met. He's, he speaks like seven languages. His dad yeah. was a Greco-Roman wrestler in the Olympics. Like he's wired differently. That's how you play yep. in the league for 20 years. And, and he's just a special leader. They are my pick out of the East, although I really like Philadelphia because they're on an upward ascent and they're kind of coming out of nowhere. They, they flew under the radar and their goalie, we talked about Jonathan Quick earlier, Carter Hart has the ability. He's got the right pulse like a Jordan Bennington. Yeah. I work at MLB Network and NHL Network, and they're both in the same building. Uh-huh. And not to drop a name, but John Smoltz in the makeup room sure. said to me, Tone, you know who you give the ball to? Yeah. The guy with the lowest pulse. Bennington, Carter Hart, those are the dudes that you believe in because they get it and they are super calm. Smoltzy was a guy with like the very, I mean, he was a starter, okay, and one of the best starters in the game and then moved him to be a closer. You don't just become a closer. Those are two totally different brains that operate. As a starter, you're like, okay, I got to get, I make my mistakes, I'll come back from them, I'll shut them down. I watched Adam Wainwright pitch a game back when the Cardinals were playing. Remember when the Cardinals were playing baseball? Remember when they stopped going to casinos and so they were playing sad. baseball? What's happening in baseball? There was a, so hard to watch. There was a, so hard. There was a point in time where, in the season where Wayno was led in a run, bases were loaded, no outs, but he shut him down. He comes back to win the game. And I thought to myself, that's a starter's mentality. He's like, I got time. Let me just – I can let up two runs in the first inning and we can still win this game because, hey, it's just the first inning. Closer, you got to walk in and you have to have a different mindset. And that's exactly what Smoltzy was saying to you right there, which is you got to be just dead. You have to have dead eyes, look straight forward, and not have have a short memory and not care. straight division crown. Sorry, go ahead, Jace. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. So I asked him all the time. They won in 95 of the World Series, but 14 straight division crowns, Bobby Cox, just a machine. We think about the Patriots and what they've done. Also a machine. Amazing. Your point about his versatility is not just about the mechanics of pitching and throwing fewer pitches and the tightrope you have to walk as a reliever, but the decisions that he has to make. My favorite story right. he tells is not about the World Series or a particular game. It's about a conversation he had with his brother. It was like 11 a.m. or noon, the day of a, a, a huge game. Let's right. say it was a playoff game. I assume it was. Sure. And his brother was talking to him about a movie or dinner or something like that. And John cut him off. And John said, listen, I have to make like 120 decisions later. I can't do this. I can't have this conversation. And it was at that moment that I realized, wow, that's what it takes. Like if you were around Barbara Streisand on the day of, oh, and I've heard she's really difficult. She's a lot to handle. That's what I've heard. I went to Vegas' arena and they said when she's there, like you can't look at her. No. that's amazing, by the way, because uh, yeah. that's a challenge. Are you supposed to turn it? Whatever. Right. Bottom line, Smoltz in a different way was like, listen, I, I got to be locked in. It's 11 or noon, and I'm going to, at 7.05, I've got to be really sharp. Blew me away. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say this about Streisand. She's like, she's like John Rocker. I mean, she runs hot. She runs hot. <laughs> what a parallel. What a parallel. She'll Don't. give it to you. All right, so so Philly That's and Boston easy. in the East. Let's talk about the West now and who you think might have a shot to to take it. And then who you and then we're going to put you on the spot. Who's going to win it all? So let's talk about the West. The Vegas Golden Knights and the St. Louis Blues are my two teams out of the West that I am super high on. One, Pete DeBoer, the coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, who's only taken two other teams to the Stanley Cup Finals, says this is the most talented team he's ever coached. Wow. wow. That blows me away. And of the three years there, Dave Gosher, their TV voice, is my best friend. He said that this is their most talented team. And he has the frame of reference because he's done all their games. That's scary because they were good enough that first year to go all the way to the cup final, which was until what your Blues did, that was the coolest fairy tale I've ever seen. Amazing. Then your Blues go from worst to first, and it's like, okay, this is an even better Disney movie. Right. Uh, your St. Louis Blues, to to take away the championship from them, to deny them from repeating, is going to take a special effort because I, I once heard a story about Hubie Brown, who I love, by the way. Uh, Every story uh, I've heard about him. First of all, the, the Julius Caesar haircut 
Still. and just loves the game. I worked for the Memphis Grizzlies for two years. I just missed Hubie. I was there with Mike Fratello, but okay. people all told Hubie the stories. Hubie, yeah, the czar of the telescope. Uh-huh. Hubie would say, okay, okay, in this league, you never <laughs> ease into a knife fight. <laughs> One, two, if there's going to be a fight, I hope you packed a lunch because it's going to be a long one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when I watch the St. Louis Blues, that's all I think. Colton Pareko is the size of Carl Malone, yeah. but he can skate like Dorothy Hamill. Just yeah. let that rub yeah. over you like a fine paste. Petrangelo, all those dudes, they're, they're fearless, they're tough, they come at you in waves, and the Jordan Bennington kid may have the lowest resting pulse of all healthy people on earth. And uh, I love me some blues. And they're confident now. Of course, anything can happen, which is amazing. Like we just saw with the 12 seeds beating the five. Anything can happen. You're not playing at home. Not that home ice has right. a lot to do with right. it. But I think now the, everything is equalized even more. It's literally yes. how do you play on this neutral ice and how can – so it's really about your skills and, and who brings it in that in those series. So it, it is going to be so exciting. All right, who wins it all? You think I'm it's Boston? I'm picking the Vegas Golden Knights. Wow. And it's wow. because they have two goalies in Marc-Andre Fleury. He's their backup, and the guy's got three rings, and he's – one of the world's nicest humans, high character. That's their backup. Yeah. Robin Leonard, who's one of the great human interest stories ever. He spoke last year at the awards, the NHL awards in Vegas and gave one of the greatest speeches I've ever heard. I'm not talking about sports. I'm not talking about award shows. I mean, greatest speeches. He is courageously battling chemical dependency and mental health. Mm. And he says, I'm not mentally weak. I'm mentally ill in sports. It's hard to be different. It's very hard for him to be that much of a torchbearer, that Mm -hmm. willing to be that candid. That's the guy that's in net. So a piece of vulcanized rubber coming at him at 100 miles an hour, that's minor compared to what he's done to come back from what he's come back from. I root so hard for him. The net's four by six. He's massive. But that's not why I believe in him. I believe in him because he's so strong between the years. That's what your Blues team showed, by the way, is that you can be dead last. But if you believe in yourself, believe in each other, you can come all the way back from it. It's so funny because guys talk about in hitting in baseball. And I know you know this because you've studied baseball and been on the MLB net and whatnot. Guys who are hitting well, but the the ball squibbing through or they shouldn't have gotten a hit and it wound up being a hit. They walk off the, they're three for four. They walk two days in a row. They walk off the field being like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Guys who are lacing the ball, but just hitting it right at people. They're like, I feel great. Oh, for eight in two games. They're like, yep. I'm, I'm fine. So it is literally, you can be in last place, but know that you have all the pieces and all the things ready to go. And that once it starts clicking, you're going to be unstoppable. The whole thing is process. It's boring for people to listen to, but the truth is, and Coach Wooden taught me this when I was at UCLA, he said, I know. luck is where preparation meets opportunity. That's right. No one has ever gotten lucky that didn't prepare for it. That's and right. when guys go through slumps, I've talked to guys on the baseball side. They're great players, great former uh, executives, and all they focus on is the process. Are you making good contact? Are you seeing the ball? then don't worry about it. We, we believe in you. You know, it's, you, you're going to fail seven times out of 10 and you can make the Hall of Fame. They can't have the peaks and valleys that fans have. They just That's can't. Right. They don't have it. There was like a Drew Barrymore, Jimmy Fallon movie about the Red Sox where yeah, they've right. got these peaks and valleys. It's not like that. The athletes themselves have to have more of an even keel. I couldn't do it. One, I'm a terrible athlete, but two, it's peaks and valleys for me. You know, I just can't imagine being able to shake it off the way they do and just walk back to the dugout. Yeah. We said it, we said it last year, blues down blues, losing game six at home and then going on the road and beating Boston in Boston. That, that epitomizes eliminate the peaks and valleys. Jason, how about game three? You'd waited a half century to host a Stanley cup final game. I got to interview Pam from the office. Okay. Had a crush on her for like a decade. Best Jenna yes. Fisher. So here's the thing. I, I don't remember the final score, 
but I'm, I'm sure that the red light is still on. Like Boston had like five power plays scored on that all of them. Corey Krug had that 13 assists. Magic Johnson called him and said, hell of a game. Right, right. I thought your team had no chance. Yep. None. Right. Right. And they shake off game three. Just the mental toughness of that group. One of my favorite teams I've ever seen in any sport. They represent one of the great mental toughness examples in the history of any sport. And we grew up with them being this team that had great players like a Brett Hall and Adam Oates, uh, Gary Unger, Brian Sutter, Bernie Federko, Wayne Babich. If you want to go back a 50 goal score, you Wayne guys are Babich. such loyal Mike, fans. The, the depth of the names Mike you're Lee. saying blow me away. It's awesome. Mike, we, t- we were talking to Red Berenson, who coached at the University of Michigan of and former, former coach. And he coached the Blues in like the early 80s, the Mike Lee years. And we dropped a Mike Crom Bean reference on him. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought his flat top was going to fall out. <laughs> it was, I mean, we we loved it so much, and and we remember those teams were really good, but they didn't have the mental. It's so much of it is between the ears, and it's like you said, you can be big between the pipes, but if you're really big between the ears, you 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 will prevail because you're going to have adversity thrown your way, and it's almost like the whole league and basketball too is is dealing with it this way, saying okay. Adversity, it came our way, but we're still going to try and now get creative to continue to move on and try and come up and over it and give people a little brief respite, which is what we try and do with this podcast, too. I love it. I am thrilled that we have those brief respites. And in the case of last night's game between Columbus and Tampa, five overtimes. I'll tell you this. I love John Tortorella. I've worked with him. Crazy. So fiery. He's the best. So fiery in that realm. But I want to tell you, when our first child was born, I got a text from him virtually immediately. He is so misunderstood. Now, granted, there's no denying when he's in competitive phase, competitive form, (laughs) the guy is as fierce as they come. But he's able to turn it off and be a great friend, loving. I mean, he's amazing with his family. Great. He's a tremendous, tremendous leader of men. His team in terms of talent is not nearly as talented as the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, not nearly. Last year when they beat him, similar talent, somewhat close. This year, uh uh-uh. But they played the length of a mini series, uh-huh. like yeah. Herman Wokes, the winds of war, uh-huh. if you will, going back to the eighties when yeah. mom Luffman was on the remote and loving every second uh-huh. or the North and South. They played one night uh, of hockey that postponed a game behind it. They'll come back in game two and they won't at all be emotionally impacted. He calls it parking it. We'll park it and we'll come out ready to go next game. It's brilliant. It. I love it. Dude, your passion for this, I thought you were going to drop a Thornbirds reference, but that's Oh, yes. Richard Chamberlain, by the way, my mom loved my dad. May she rest in peace. But if Richard Chamberlain came by, she would have dropped him like a hot rock. See you later. See you later, Mr. Love. Sorry, Dad. Sorry, Dad. Uh, She's out. Chamberlain came. Uh, Well, let's let's take a break. We could talk to you forever, and we'll have you back on again. Your passion about- Anytime. about the sport and and certainly for this time right now maybe maybe we'll have you back on as as the finals kind of creep up and we can sort of talk about it if we're knee deep in it but uh we got some quick hits some great stories that happened in the world of sports we'll do that on the other side of this break tony luffman is with us uh this is view from the cheap seats don't go anywhere he's got his eyes on the horizon Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled and effective workforce? Do you want to build loyalty and increase employee retention? A partnership with Western Governors University could be exactly what you need. Over 300 organizations nationwide already count on WGU for valuable education benefits that lead to better prepared and more capable workers. With more than 60 accredited bachelor's and master's programs to choose from and shorter credential programs coming soon, WGU has long been a leader in making quality higher education more accessible. Flexible online learning is the key. Students can fit schooling around their existing schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. WGU makes earning a respected degree possible with just a computer and an internet connection. 
Partner with WGU today to make a smart investment in your company's and employees' future. Learn more at wgu.edu slash partnerships. That's wgu.edu slash partnerships. Introducing the new Verizon Business Unlimited plans. Now you can pick a plan for as low as $30 a month per line with AutoPay. Get 5G nationwide, plus massive data capacity, plus spam blocking features. And with Verizon Business Unlimited, you can mix and match the right plans for your business so you get more of what you need and none of what you don't. From Verizon, the network businesses rely on. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities on most VZ 5G devices. Monthly per line pricing with 5 plus lines on Biz Unlimited Start. Device payment, smartphone purchase. Auto pay and paper free billing required. Terms apply. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we're with Tony Luffman, who covers the NHL and is unbelievable NHL network. If you want to follow him on Twitter, let him know your handle so people can follow you and get updates in your, your comedy and sports point of view. I appreciate it. At Tony Luftman, T-O-N-Y-L-U-F-T-M-A-N. And, and hit that. Not just hockey. Very well versed in the world of baseball and college sports and basketball came up uh, in the John with, with like John Wooden in your in your ear over your shoulder. It was so awesome. So you were a you were a manager on that UCLA team. I was in 1995 as a freshman. There's so many great stories, but I want to pay tribute to Coach Wooden. I met him. We had Pioneer Chicken or KFC. I forget which. I went over to his house and watched Monday Night Football with our director of basketball operations. Uh-huh. Coach Wooden, I was so intimidated. I, he was asking me questions. Yeah. I, was, I, I couldn't talk. The two times as an adult that I couldn't talk. One, that dinner. Two, Blockbuster Video 01. Yeah. I saw Tiffany Amber Thiessen yeah. in person. That's Kelly good. Kapowski couldn't come up with a word. Couldn't utter a syllable. You could have said, I'm so, so I just excited. stayed by the wall. I'm New so releases. Excited. I'm looking I'm so at excited. that. I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was just so Bayside high, such a fan. Yeah. I digress back yeah. to wooden. So finally I work up the courage to speak. He was so modest, humble, took such an interest in me, asked where I went to high school. I said, Grant high school, the great Jim Nielsen, who was a backup on some of his national championship teams went there. So finally, the question I ask him is, what was it like to win your first national championship? And he quotes Mother Teresa, Lincoln, Gandhi, way over my head, all of it. The gist of it was, it was great. Fast forward, and this is a true story, and it sounds like something out of a Disney movie, but I swear it happened. We win the national championship. We come back from Seattle. We're in our locker room. Our locker room is a rectangle. I'm at the back right corner next to the fridge. The orange juice was delicious. Uh And I'm just watching all this stuff unfold in front of me. You've got like the mayor in there, the chancellor of the university, the athletic director. We're on all three networks. It was like a presidential speech. It was going to be like a banner raising. It was like the afternoon. I'm thinking this is so neat. Mm -hmm. Coach Wooden arrives and he's at that time 85 years old. And he just kind of shuffles through. No one notices him. The first person, Jason, Randy, true story. First person he comes up to is me. No. This is now early April. I had yeah. dinner with him back in October. He said, congratulations, Tony. How does it feel to win your first national championship? Oh, Get out of here. John Wooden. Don John Wood- Wooden was the real deal. Slammed such up. a kind man, such a loving man. Team managers, let's keep it real. Yeah. Superman got absolutely zero love or respect in the original with Marlon Brando. He's like trying to, you know, take care of the jerseys and they mock him and he doesn't yeah. get to go with managers get a lot of that. Yeah. The greatest coach who ever lived saw managers the same as he saw players. Amazing. Totally true. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And Tyus Edney was probably like, what? You got no love for me? Jesus. <laughs> Did you see the flipper against Missouri? I took it coast Come to coast on. and ripped out the Sklar oh, Brothers' yeah. hearts with that one right oh, there. Was that great, was so close. Be- coast to coast, baby. It was beautiful. All right, well, let's get in some quick hits, and, and then we'll, we'll we'll release you because, you know, you, he mentioned that uh, you, that uh, you got a note from Tortorella on, about the uh, your first baby, but you have another baby on the way that any minute. So, Jay, let's get into it. Fire away. All right, so let's get into it. Obviously, uh, Dame Lillard is going off in the bubble, uh, just draining everything left and right. And I'm sure you saw last week the the sort of beef between Pat Bev and Paul yep. George and yep. Dame Lillard. So when the Clippers beat him, you know, they gave the little wave that he gave right. to Paul George when he sent him home. 
in the post-game presser, Lillard is like, all right. He was very calm. He was like, <laughs> I don't take that, you know, personally. It doesn't bother me. I sent them home. I sent all these guys home. And then Bleacher Report prints up, you know, goes ahead and, and tweets out what Dame Lillard said in response. And then because they're in the bubble and they got nothing to do, or maybe they would do this anyway, Pat Bev, of course, then trolls <laughs> Dame Lillard and says, Cancun on three. Cancun on three. <laughs> oh, man, this game is so tight. Right? <laughs> and then Paul George says, and now we're going to send you home. Mm. And, and then Lillard comes back at him and is like, keep changing teams and avoiding the grind. And then, oh, it's it 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 got heated. But then I'm like, wait, these guys live in the same. Like, are you guys seeing each other in the lobby? Like, how awkward is the cafeteria, right? (laughs) So then, and this is where it gets insane. And to me, this is the point. I'm like, where you got to have a Zoom with all your family members and be like, hey, get off of social media and don't fight. (laughs) Like an intervention, right? So, so Lillard's sister, Lene Lillard, gets on and she's and she starts saying. You can't say this, and you can't say this about that, Rand. Remember, she was saying like, you, because what did she say, Rand? You, you had the quote. She started to go off, and then Paul George's girlfriend then went off on Dame Lillard's sister, and now what it's a now, soap opera! Yeah, now it's a fight that's gone into that direction, which is ridiculous. And so it just is funny to me. You you live in the world of hockey. I think most hockey guys are still on Friendster. That's like the extent of. <laughs> Social media, right? These are guys that don't tweet a lot. Like none of them are on TikTok. None of these. <laughs> it's it's amazing that the NBA they have to deal with stuff like this. I want to tell you guys a Dame Lillard story because yes. one of my good buddies is the former radio voice of the Portland Trailblazers. Did it for twenty years, so he was there when it was the quote unquote Jailblazers, Rashid and all those dudes. They got to the conference final, lost the Lakers in the epic, the the lob from. Kobe uh, yeah, to Shaq, yeah. yep. may Kobe rest in peace. Yeah. So Damien, of all the players that my buddy Brian Wheeler was around, every time Damien got on the bus, he would say hello to Brian Wheeler. I love it. Brian Wheeler said to Damien, you don't have to say hi every time. We've never had a player say hi every time. And he said, my grandma raised me that way. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard is a high character kid, but don't get it twisted. He will get after you. That's <laughs> and right. the, the stuff we're talking about, none of it surprises me. Yeah. And your point about hockey, I want to say Shea Weber, who yeah. is the captain of the Montreal Canadiens, yeah. the most storied franchise, couple dozen cups. I don't think he even has Twitter. You were talking about TikTok and all this other right. stuff. Twitter. Ask Jeeves. I don't think <laughs> Shea Weber is doing any of that. That guy is chopping down trees like Rocky and Rocky IV, yep. getting yep. ready to fight Drago. There's no time for him to be tweeting or anything. It's all about the cup. It's amazing. And- it's about the cup. And you and the thing about Lillard, I'm going to add on to what you were saying about him being so competitive. I think it's no it's no mistake that after the beef that went back and forth between them, he drops 51, he drops 61. Yes. There's, I mean, he's like, I'm gonna show you. You wanna talk me up? You wanna say that I'm dead? You wanna say that you're sending me home? Uh-uh. And that guy is willing his team to win at this point. I got point. news to you, if I'm the Lakers, I'm not excited that I'm facing this hot of a guy. I'm not. No, no. Remember, and Lakers fans do remember this, when it was Iverson against the Lakers in the 0-1 final and the step over of Teron Liu, you don't want to run into a hot goalie, Jordan Bennington. You don't want to run into a dude who feels disrespected, who's that good, who has the ball in his hands that much. And the one thing I learned when I covered the NBA, Terry Stotts is a hell of a coach. The guys that impress me the most, most, whether it's Stotts or, or Brad Stevens, they could sit with you two. Jason, Randy, you could say, okay, sideline out of bounds, you're down one with 3.1 seconds left. They can immediately, with a posy board or on a dry race board, drop a play and then do the same thing for eight hours and never once drop the same play. These guys are like a beautiful mind, Russell Crowe, but not with numbers, with X's and O's and strategy. So I think, no disrespect to Frank Vogel, 
the Lakers have their hands full. Certainly the more talented team, AD, who I root for because of the eyebrows. Yep. Very prominent eyebrows. Yep. I root for him and Leonid Brezhnev and Sam Waterston. Sure. We're, we're all together on this. Uh-huh. We, it's tough. I get mocked for my eyebrows all the time. And bless my son's heart, he's got him too. Oh boy. I'm getting off track here. ADD got me. But the bottom line is LeBron, AD, more talent. They but, should win. But be careful. But Dame is going to have a hell of a series. Be careful. And he's, it's right. He's putting everyone on blast now. It's actually really cool. Uh, now, I don't know if you saw this. This was so quick. Oakland A's, uh, their bench coach. Did you see this the other day? Yeah. Where he saluted, gave a Heil Hitler. Yeah. And then did it a second time like it was a joke. And someone was like, don't do it. And he did yeah. it again. And no. you say to yourself, bro. You, you, you can't do this in this day and age when we need when baseball can't have any missteps whatsoever it to me is like I think that guy should be punished some people are like eh, he's just joking around yeah this and that no I think that guy's got to be punished Re- like they got to send a message that you just they have to be out front it's like NBA cares or it's out that you know what I mean like they have to be out front on all the issues social issues too I cringed when I saw that and that's why whether it is Robin Leonard or the there, there's a group that is trying to address racism in hockey. I'm very proud that hockey is out front of these issues. They, uh, there's an entire month we have, hockey is for everyone, hockey fights cancer. There are these causes where, remember Charles Barkley had that commercial, I am not a role model. Yeah. He really believes that, but there are a lot of people that watch sports and they do view these players and coaches and as role models so i think there is a responsibility there to be especially careful not to have that kind of a misstep my family is jewish so i don't find any humor in anything along those lines and i think one of the coolest things coach wooden taught me and i quote him all the time a gentleman considers the feelings of others before his own rights we all have a right to do whatever but why not be sensitive to the feelings of others? If this could potentially hurt. And when we're doing highlights, I try and fire out nicknames, but it's never about, I never want to make the guy feel bad right? Uh, ever. Yep. It, I never want to pick a nickname that is disrespectful or hurtful. These guys are heroic for putting themselves out there on national TV. And I feel like that was not a great example of putting the feelings of others before your own rights. Bad look. All right, last story, Jay. Yeah, John Gruden, uh, the the Vegas Grudens, uh, as we said. <laughs> I'm are, not gonna be a real patient guy here. Okay. Yeah, I love Gruden. Knock wood, knock wood. Yeah, knock wood if you're with me. Touch wood if uh, you're with me. Knock wood if you're with me. Uh, nobody does a better impression of him than Frank Caliendo, our buddy, who is just... 100%. His Gruden is, like, off the chain. So the Raiders, was it like a conference call where everyone zoomed in? Everyone zoomed in, and they he told the t- had one of his coaches tell the team that he had COVID-19. Of course, it wasn't true, but oh my God. it was to get them prepared that there will be people who will... But, like, Gruden is the type of guy that maybe could get it. And you say to yourself, like, look, he 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 brought in Antonio Brown on. You know what I mean? This guy has not made great decisions in the past. Like, he could. There's probably another way to show them how to handle if so instead of like scaring the hell out of your team and making them believe that <laughs> for thirty seconds. What are you doing? <laughs> One of my buddies at UCLA was our place kicker. Uh-huh. And there's so much pressure on place kickers. Sure. It's insane, okay. especially big time college football. And I feel awful for those kids that they're not going to get to play this fall. He said that at one point, the head coach, and I'm not going to mention Terry Donahue's name, <laughs> said to him <laughs> something along the lines of like, could you make this kick if your father died or your mother died? Something along those lines. And I said to Bjorn, I was like, Oh my God, because now I'm a UCLA fan my whole life and Terry Donahue walked on water in the Luffman household. The straight bowl wins, three Rose Bowls in four years. I don't know the exact words, but it was something along those lines where it was like psychological warfare. And I get it when it's Roberto Duran fighting Sugar Ray Leonard. Uh I don't necessarily get it on the Gruden thing. I think there's exactly. better ways there better than ways. that, Coach. Yeah, and it's not like we've been here before. Like, we're all no. in started waters. Like, now, exactly. 
Now's not the time to pull a game on, a mental game on your players. Like, let's no. get it together in order to move forward. And make, Agreed. That's the only way we're going to get over it. Uh, I know I, your time is so valuable. You're about to have another kid. We love that you came on the show with us. Tony Luffman, follow him. Watch him on the coverage of the NHL Network. Tell people where they can see you. Are, are you calling highlights? What are you doing? It's NHL Tonight. We've got an NHL Tonight before and after all the games. And I appreciate what you guys said. The stars of our show are the guys that played in the league, coached in the league, were managers in the league. Because we'll watch, everybody watches, but we don't all see the stuff they see. That nuanced stuff is why to watch NHL Network. And to be on with you guys is such a thrill. Your listeners know how awesome you are, and I want them to know that in real life, before I ever got to meet you guys, you were so professional on that children's hospital show oh, and i'm sorry you were sick that day jay uh, dude, you're, you're the best and i really do believe it takes it takes a point guard it takes uh you know a center it takes someone who is willing to you know set up the other guys and and someone who knows and, and picks the conversation up you do it so well and i appreciate I, that I, you know it's so funny because espn kind of they, they consolidated everything they're doing and they're like a clearinghouse for everything. Whereas when I want to go see the best analysis about the NHL, I go to the NHL Network. When I want to see you. it about Major League Baseball, I go to MLB Net. And I go Thank to the you. NFL Net to watch these guys talk about because the very thing that you said, picking out the little things that matter the most and the stories you told us today were such great behind the scenes. We're going to have you back. You're awesome, buddy. Good luck. Anytime with for you guys, other than when my wife is in labor, I'm ah. all stars all the time. Dude, good luck to you, and we wish you the very best, and enjoy the playoffs. Yeah, thank you. You too. All right, we will. We'll be right back uh, with more of you from the Cheap Seats. We got a voicemail message from Javier Bardem. He has an idea for us. I cannot believe he wants us to do this. You, you, you have to stick around to hear what it is. Total submission. I've seen a vision. Call electrician. Serpentine prison. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Tony Luffman. I love that dude. Uh, uh, just great energy. Watch him on NHL tonight. Follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow and a great dude. All right, before we get out of here, as we promised, we got a voicemail from Javier Bardem, who is trying to pitch us yet another product idea. Check it out. Randy and Jason, this is Javier. Um calling you about an idea, and I want to throw it by you because, uh, as always, you give me fantastic inspiration and you're very good at tweaking these ideas that I have but we're all uh, stuck inside this quarantine right now uh, we're watching our favorite shows and movies catching up I'm a big fan of this series alone about people that are surviving in the wilderness on their own with only 10 items but we're also watching these uh, NHL playoffs and the NBA bubble and everything else that come with live sports these days but I'm wondering about something that you can put inside your place that you watch all these games, inside your man cavern, and maybe it's a refrigerator that is not a full-size refrigerator, but instead is something that fits more appropriately inside a space like this. Something like, uh, it's a small refrigerator, uh, you know, uh, the size of... Uh, something natural for a troll uh, to remove drinks from alcoholic drinks, non-alcoholic drinks. It depends on what type of drink you want. If you want to keep some leftover guacamole in there, then you can do that as well. But it's a small refrigerator that stays in your man cavern. Uh, if you were a Shetland pony or uh, Danny DeVito, you would also be able to go in and out of this refrigerator very easily inside your man cavern anyway tell me what you think about that i'm not sure how i can execute this but i have some connections and i'm willing to think about that if you have some ideas on how to tweak it since you guys are like uh steve jobs in that way get me back i love that he always comes to us with ideas i also love that he called a man cave a man cavern 
I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't think we can take the mini fridge. That already exists. If we can put a yeah. spin on it, Jay, maybe it's a twin fridge and it's too fr- – I don't know. we got to figure it out. Uh, all right, guys. That's the show. Hockey playoffs, basketball, we're in it. You guys, at least we're trying to do that. Maybe they'll sort out the mess of college football. Uh, I hope that we can figure out something. Maybe a spring season or a shortened season is even possible. We'll hold out hope for that. Uh, and, uh, guys, we just want you to stay connected, stay protected. Don't get infected. Uh, this is not a hoax. We got the jokes. This is what we say on our daily podcast, Sclarbro uh, Country. By the way, yeah, if you're not following that, please, please, please uh, check out our daily podcast, Sclarbro Country, the virus edition. It is, uh, it's been a lot of fun and it's a great podcast, a good comedy break for you every single day. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter and uh, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We are at Sklar Brothers and go punch waterfalls, guys. We'll see you next week. A podcast network.